It's the Lockdown Flyers podcast for Tuesday, January 23rd, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that has some really important questions about the Phantoms to ask this week. More questions than answers. Yeah, we'll get into that, plus preview tonight's Flyers matchup against the Tampa Bay Lightning, all on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, and thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on all your favorite social media apps at Sportsology. And we are at Locked On Flyers on Instagram threads, Blue Sky, and Twitter as well. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. You can find us for free over on YouTube or on the SiriusXM app or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going today, Russ? It's going good. Going good. I mean, you know, we got some things to talk about. Uh, some We got to have some, some uh, I think, a TED talk about the uh, fans. But, <laughs> you know, that's the way it goes. Yeah, I think so. In the meantime, um, as of recording today's show, we have not heard anything from the Flyers on Owen Tippett. Uh, they did have the day off yesterday. Though. Yeah, they had the day off. So, you know, my guess is he's probably not playing. They may say it's a game time decision, but I don't expect them to be in there, honestly. Right. And we did talk on yesterday's show about, you know, there's only a few games left. If he's banged up, maybe the best thing is to just leave him out for these three games and then come back raring to go after the all-star break. Uh, In the meantime, the Flyers are facing the Tampa Bay Lightning in tonight's matchup. So like we said on yesterday's show with our nemesis, it does not get any easier uh, for these last few matchups, uh, of course, uh, the first thing you think about with the Lightning is goaltending and Vasilevsky. Um, he did play their most recent game, which was a loss to Detroit, two to one. Um, Detroit actually swept the Lightning. Yeah, Detroit this year. Well, they've had a little bit of a surge, so yeah, they've done well against them. Yeah, they have. But uh, before that loss, the Lightning had a five-game win streak going. That sounds familiar <laughs> to have it to have a five-game win streak and uh, seven and three in their last ten. Um, but they're in fifth in the Atlantic right now. Which you know we keep talking about the Metro being tough, but um, that little middle part of the Atlantic is, I think, just as tough right now. Second to fifth are pretty close in the standings. Yeah, right I now. mean, if all of a sudden the Leafs pick it up and Tampa p- picks it up and, you know, they're all of a sudden taking away wild card spots, you know. So, yeah, it could be um, it could be interesting. The um, Tampa kind of knows that, hey, this is the time of the year where they're going to have to start making headway even before the, you know, the All-Star break. And they've been doing that. Yeah. And so I think because – they didn't have Vasilevsky for a while. They started off slow, but they've been going good lately. Like Victor Hedman's been amazing for the last month. I know because I have him on my fantasy team. Like he, <laughs> you know, he's he's a guy now that in this game is somebody that you really want to make sure you limit what he can do with the puck. Yeah, and you know, aside from him, you know, that top 
line of point with Stamkos and Kucherov. Like, that is really good. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's on another level good. It's kind of like the Avalanche, except the Avalanche have it all the way through the lineup and Tampa doesn't. But the thing about Kucherov is if you let him have clean zone entries, he he's just too dangerous. He's second in points. He's second in assists. He, you know, he can really pick you apart. So that's the big thing is don't let him have clean zone entries. Try and stand him up before he gets in the offensive zone. That's going to be something that's easier said than done. And that's something that you can't do with an 11-7 because, you know, again, guys are not going to be playing with their regular partners for everything. And, and Cooper's going to run four lines. So if nothing else, yep. you know, you'd think the Flyers learned and would not go 11-7 this game. But we'll see. Yeah, we had a whole discussion about the 11-7 on yesterday's show. So if you have not listened to it um, or watched it, uh, I highly recommend you do because we got into sort of the details of of why versus the Avalanche specifically. We thought that that was a, a poor strategy. And again, some of these top teams in general, right. um, that it, it doesn't necessarily make sense in those situations, um, which I think does carry forward to this game against Tampa. I, I think you're right. There. Yeah, they had too many winners, too many cup winners, too many um, just great offensive talents that you can't ignore. Right. And you look at just scoring stats for Tampa right now. They have four guys on their team with more points than Travis Konechny does, who's the Flyers team points leader. I mean, right. that's productivity right there. It is. I mean, look, their defense isn't as good as the Flyers. But some of that was earlier in the year, too, when Vasilevsky wasn't there. So, yeah, the, the amount of points they score, again, like we said a couple of games ago, they're going to have to try and block as many shots as they can. But if they go with that other strategy and don't block a lot of shots, then this might not work out well for them. Yeah, They, they need to block shots. They have to limit that top line as much as possible. Absolutely. And, you know, because Tampa got off to a slower start this year and with the Vasilevsky injury, um, I pulled some stats about them, but I only did it since December 1st because I thought that was more characteristic of the mm -hmm. current team as they are playing. Yeah, I agree. And in that time period, they have the sixth best power play in the NHL, which, you know, wow. the Flyers PK has been a huge part of their success, but it hasn't been as golden as it, you know, as it was, I think, earlier. It's still very good. I, I just think they're giving up uh, more power play goals more recently. So I think that's something to keep an eye on for well, sure. Well, it's hard. It's hard to keep up that level of, like, yeah. trying to get the, you know, shorthanded goal, trying to pick out that spot to do it. I think when you start playing the better teams, you start realizing you miss if you miss on that opportunity to try and go, you know, get a puck and get, take it the other way, it might end up in the back of your net. Where against some, some teams, you could really take more chances. I think that's a part of it too. Right. And when you're, you have a top power play unit for Tampa, like that top line we just talked about, and then you add Victor Hedman and then uh, Nick Paul is the fifth. Like, honestly, does it matter who the fifth person is when you have those four guys? No, but Paul goes to the net. He does. That's his, he that's does. Gift there. And that's the, that's the other problem is last game, the Flyers had trouble clearing the net. They're going to have to do it this game. Otherwise, they're going to have a similar problem. Right. And so I think that just staying out of the box is going to be really important in this one, even yeah. as good as the Flyers PK has been. Uh, just this power play is extremely good. 
Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's really, it can be deadly at times. Uh, the goaltending could be deadly at times. Like, this is a game where you have to limit the mistakes, and then you really have to take advantage of everything. So, like, you've got to really hit the net as much as possible against this team. Missing shots could really cost you because even just a bad bounce along the boards could go the other way and give them a two-on-one. Right. The other thing with Tampa is, um, you know, in that same time period that I talked about uh, since December 1st, they're the second best in the NHL um, at high danger chances for percentage. Um, You know, and it really matches up with their goals location shot in that edge technology uh, data because you look at they have a higher percentage of their goals scored than the Flyers by a significant amount in that zone, you know, right outside the crease. And that's, you know, that's high danger area, right? And so they're getting... There's four guys that can score from there. That's where, you know, Stamkos, Kucherov, Point, they they all, and Nick Paul, they all live there. Right. And so it's going to be important to for the goaltending to keep control of rebounds. You got to clear the puck out of there at all costs. And so it's going to be focusing on puck control in the defensive zone uh, is going to be really important and having clean zone exits. Yeah, clean zone exits is going to be another thing. I mean, that's, that's going to be a big deal. That's where, you know, Drysdale could really help you. Um, no question about it. And I think York uh, as well. Sanheim needs to sort of get his game back. I think his game has um, hit, not hit rock bottom, but it's it's definitely hit a snag. Yeah, I think he has his moments, but I think you're right, especially defensively. He's made a, a few mistakes. Right, that's what I really think. Yeah, yeah. that, um, you know, I, I think this is a game where everybody's got to be um, on point. And I, I mean that figuratively and literally when it's yeah, braided don't, don't points. Take the lazy <laughs> right, don't take the lazy penalties in this one, you know, the trippings and stuff, because right. they're going to come back to haunt you. Yeah, exactly. So should be a tough but fun matchup, I think, you know, just given the speed. Oh, yeah. um, I, I think it should be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, the Flyers. John Cooper will always, he, you know, he might even get into it with Torts. You know, he's not afraid to show his emotion on the bench. Not at all. Uh, the Flyers play the Tampa Bay Lightning at 7 p.m. Eastern. You can catch every second of the Flyers hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search for Flyers. And up next, we are going to talk about the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They've got killer deals on last-minute tickets, and with their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting excited for all the fun you'll have. My favorite part of the Game Time app is it's great for getting notified about those flash deals. Plus, you can get that all-important view from your seat. They've got deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even up to an hour after it starts. It's the place to find your last-minute seat. Also, tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with the code locked on NHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. On tomorrow's show, we'll be answering your mailbag questions. So get them in. You can email us at lockedonflyers at gmail, send us a message on the app, formerly known as Twitter, or comment over on our YouTube channel. 
Russ, it was another mixed weekend for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms with two losses and a win. Um, they were shut out pretty horribly by the Rochester Americans, six to nothing last Wednesday. Then they had a back to back on the road against the Cleveland Monsters, one of the top teams in the AHL. Um, they won the first, or they lost the first one four to two, and then won the second one four to three. They're still in seventh in the division, still on the outside looking in uh, as far as a, a playoff spot. Um, I would say the good news, Helge Granz was back. He's been out for, you know, six, seven weeks now. So it was good to see him. Evan Poli was back. Uh, first game for him since December 8th. But Wade Allison is still out from his injury and uh, Louis Belpedio is out as well. So, you know, you, you, you gain some, you lose some there as far as the injuries go. But, you know, Allison and Belpedio are, are pretty big parts of this team. Um, so. It is unfortunate to not have them there, but the nature of the AHL is you make do with what you've got, right? Right. So a lot of times guys get called up and whatever, and yeah, you have to sort of be used to that. There's just there's not a ton of resiliency on this team. I know there was some resiliency finally in one of these games, but I mean, it didn't really salvage enough. And there's no resiliency in the goaltending. I was just looking at their goaltending compared to the rest of the league. Yeah. I mean, Cal Peterson's ranked 37th and Sandstrom 49th. Now, Sandstrom will cut a break to a little bit because he hadn't played a lot and he still hasn't played probably enough for him. But Peterson, I mean, you know, at this point, you do have to kind of ask yourself, is is there a reason he's even still here? Like, I, I know you, you know, you got him in that trade and you're going to have to eat the salary. You know, you you could just do something else with them, loan them just somewhere. You don't have to have them on Lehigh if you don't want to. Yeah, it's it's a tough situation with the goaltending right now. Um, but I do think that ultimately one of the bigger problems here, and you know, we've talked about this with the Flyers a little bit this season, is a lack of finish. And that's really mm-hmm. what's going on, that they're getting scoring chances. And even in that six to nothing loss versus Rochester, they got a ton of scoring chances. Um, and I know, Russ, you famously like to say that you don't care about shots on goal because ultimately they don't matter. It's about scoring chances and high danger chances, which I agree with. But this, you know, the two games against Cleveland were, I think, indicative of that, where they lose the first game, but they held Cleveland to, like, I think it was 20 shots on goal. Um, the other game was upended, you know, the other way, but the Phantoms won. So right. it, it it really depends on the quality of chances and the team's ability to finish. And um, this has become very apparent that they're just not scoring enough to to win these games, especially when the goaltending can't keep up. Right. I mean, that's that's a part of it. I mean, even before the goaltending, like, do they ever think of calling up Matt Brown? Remember, we talked about Matt Brown not long ago. We saw him make that great move in the uh, All-Star game. I, I mean, there's definitely some offensive ability there. Is he ever going to get a shot? Or is he just – they just have him destined for Reading? I don't know. But They have you know, called him up when, a few times, but very sporadically, I would say. And but he is, I believe, the top scorer on Reading right now. He is. I mean, so. wouldn't be a bad thing to kind of put a jolt into the team a little bit, you know? Maybe. I mean, I, I think it's possible. Um, you know, 
head coach Ian LaPerriere did talk to Bob Rochuk on the broadcast um, prior to Saturday's game that they did end up winning. So this was, you know, basically after losing the the last two games against Rochester and Cleveland, and they're sort of having a come to Jesus moment with this team right now. And part of me is like, okay, but is it a little too late for that at this point? And like, how are they approaching this? Because it seems like from what he was saying that they were approaching it more on, on an individual player basis on, okay, you know, Ali Lixel, this is what you need to work on. Okay, Tanner Lazinski, this yeah. is what you need to work on, but not from a team level perspective. And this is a team sport. So like, are they going about this the right way? Well, like I said, just to further the Brown conversation, I mean, he only got four games in Lehigh and then he went straight to Reading. Very successful college player, still only 24. Uh, since he's a pointy game there, it wouldn't be bad to to bring him up. It wouldn't. As far as some of the other things going on, I look at the lineups and I wonder, like, why is Garrett Wilson playing on the second line, like, ever? Like, I know he had points a couple of years ago, but he'd be fine on the fourth line. We know what he is on the team. You know what he's supposed to do. You need real production up there. I know they're looking for greasiness and maybe a way for the other guys to to get, you know, some goals fed to them. But I, I don't think that that's necessarily the way. Um, you know, a guy like Furry, just keep him on the fourth line. You know, some of these fourth liners, just they're the ones that should be rotating. And everybody else should be the guys that they should be on. Their top three lines should be almost set at this point. And unless there's injury, you know, and unless they're going to bring up a guy like Brown, try and, you know, Keep them set and see what you can do. You know, again, move if you want to like move Denoye from the third to the second, second to the third. I get it because you're trying to like fire him up. That's fine. Um, the top line you don't have to mess with really. I mean, that's actually good. But a guy like Avon, you know, at some point maybe you can move him to the second line if you think he's playing with confidence, or maybe the second line could use Matt Brown, and that's where you get Matt Brown. You take Wilson out of there as an example on that on that Wednesday lineup they had. You put Matt Brown in there. You put you know Wilson in on the fourth line, and you know Furry doesn't play. I could live with that, right? And I think the offense would be better. Yeah, and they did move Avon up in that game on Saturday yeah. to the second line. Um, you know, on a line with Rhett Gardner and Cooper Marodi, which I think makes a, a lot more sense. Now, I understand why they want to put Denoye and Avon together because they're developing together. Uh, but right. Denoye is just like not not doing it this year. And, you know, it's I, I'm not saying he's a lost cause. Far from it. I think he can get it back. But right no, now. But these were some of the things that when people kept asking me about Denoye, I would say, listen, there's a lot of offense in his game, but when he's got to focus playing an all-around game, it's going to affect him. And and so he right. hasn't really figured all that out yet. Right. But my point is, is that I think Avon, like separating Avon from him right now is better for Avon. As, yeah, I agree. As, as Denoye is going through this, I think that putting him on a line with Wilson isn't the worst thing in the world because I think that, you know, Wilson will take care of the physicality and Genoye can focus on his game. And then you have Avon up with more of a scoring mentality line right now. So, you know, they have done a few things like that. And, you know, it, it's been really interesting to see them put uh, Jenning and Adderd back together 
uh, a little bit this weekend. So, you know, they are Mm -hmm. moving some pieces around to try and make things work. They just, I think there's, and they say, oh, we're going to simplify our game. Well, you can only simplify your game so much to the point where then you're just rearranging the deck chairs, as you like to say as well. There's something else that we're, that we're not talking about. The other thing we're not talking about is um, if guys feel like they're not going to get called up, there is a point where some of them can get discouraged that they feel like they're on the cusp. I'm not saying, look, they're all pros. They all have to go through a pro season. But it is nice if you have that carrot where there's a possibility you're going to get called up. But I think a hindrance in that is the fact that they don't play the same game. They don't play the same systems. They don't do anything the same. And really, John Tortorella has said, He'll just call in and say, who's the guy? And doesn't care if they're playing the same. But I think management should take over and make Lehigh play the same and say, hey, listen, John, we understand that you don't care, but we do. And we're going to do this because we think this will help you. I think this will give you better choices when you do want to have somebody call up and maybe you'll call up more people as a result. I think that's the other thing is you're kind of giving John a, a built-in excuse to say, well, look, nobody's doing well in Lehigh. It's you know, it's not great. And it's like, yeah, that doesn't help the, the team moving forward. So I think I think if they worked like that, like a lot of other organizations would, it would help everybody. And I think it would help, you know, the NHL team too. Yeah. And I think there's a lot more to talk about on that subject uh, related to development and calling guys out versus not in this circumstance. And we are going to get to that part of it coming up next. It's the halfway point this season, Flyers fans, and the team is still in the playoff hunt. Regardless of where we are in the standings, I want to remind you that you can win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleepers are number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. Fans can also play Daily Fantasy NFL, NBA, MLB, CFB on Sleeper, and entries can be made in under a minute. All you have to do is pick whether superstars like Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, or Austin Matthews, plus the new guys like Connor Bedard will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight-player stats. You heard me, Flyers fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper, so start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms for use for details and locational availability. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with all the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league like Locked On NHL. Go to Locked On Sports today over on YouTube and subscribe. Jumping off from what you just said at the end of the last segment about having a more consistent system in place between the two teams, um, you know, I've been thinking a lot the last couple weeks, you know, especially as it looks more and more like maybe this team won't make the playoffs. Right. Is it better for these guys to get a call up and get out of there or, and to have that carrot that you're talking about, you know, as a put in the individual effort, you could have a chance at a call up this season 
um, kind of motivation there if the overall team isn't working or is it best for this team to kind of hunker down because they aren't playing in that same system that the Flyers do. And so they got to figure themselves out and figure out how to work as a team a little bit better um, and not have that sort of quote unquote distraction of thinking about a call up. Um, of course, like injury, you know, emergency situations, that's a whole other thing. But like, you know, looking just at it, basically, is it worth it to try and like, you know, have a, a little bit of a reset? Like it seems like they're trying to do right now in Lehigh Valley um, and try and work together as a team and try to figure something out that's different to get them to the playoffs. Well, I, th I think it's both. I think what has to happen is um, they do need to do their work there, but they also do need to have it in the back of their minds. They're not thinking about it all the time that, hey, if I do X here, you know, maybe I, I can get some more NHL time or some NHL time where I'll get, you know, to break into the NHL lineup. And, and, and that's a big deal. I mean, I don't think um, the Flyers have had a chance to do it enough yet. Maybe they will in the second half. We'll see. But, in, you know, in the interim, yeah, guys have to always play their game. But there has to be something else. They're not going to just be satisfied. Like someone like Wilson, sure, because he knows he's not getting called up. There's certain guys that, that know their lot in the AHL, and that's fine. They, they're professionals. They get paid for it like that, and they understand. But some of the others are looking for that. They're looking for that encouragement in other words for that i mean especially the younger ones now they're not going to get called up this year that's fine but if they don't see anybody getting called up regularly and stuff they're going to wonder like next year am i going to get a shot i mean because they always everybody thinks next year is their year and everybody always thinks that that's when they're going to get a shot and you know this year there hasn't been a lot of opportunity for these guys to do anything at the NHL level, honestly. And look at Rodney Adder. He's he's not even gotten a sniff. Right. And I think that, you know, there's good reason for that and that the Flyers have been generally healthy. Um, I believe, you know, mm -hmm. they're in the, in, in terms of man games lost, they're in the bottom third of the league in, in a good way. Right. So, you know, I, I think there's a good reason why the call-ups have been fewer and further between, but there's also we know that Tortorella is a devil, you know, guy. <laughs> he just mm -hmm. is that he would prefer to go with his guys. He, he talks about, I believe in this group. And you know, that, that is a, a valid thought process. Well, to then, have. You know, it's up to Danny Briere to kind of say, Hey John, on your day off, let's go watch uh, the Phantoms play. I mean, coaches will do that yeah. from time to time. Yeah. And, and that's the way you get around that. Right. And, and that's kind of where I was going with that is like, there has to be a way to break down that barrier a little bit more and have a more cohesive system in place because it's very clear that there is not right now. Um, and that, you know, in order to have opportunities for some of these guys, but also figure out a way to make these guys more successful as a team, like there has to be mm -hmm. some more barriers broken between the flyers and phantoms level of things. Yeah, no question. And I, I think right now it's failing there. I mean, it just is. It's not failing just because we watch them in seventh place. There's, It's failing from other aspects, too. And again, they're the ones that have to have the biggest change in development for change to happen at the NHL level. 
Right, right. And, you know, I think I think they know this to some degree right now. It's just figuring out what what are their next steps going to be in order to fix it. And and that's what we got to keep an eye on. Uh, in the meantime, they've got two games this week, Friday and Saturday. Um, Wilkes-Barre Scranton is coming to Lehigh Valley and then the Toronto Marlies. So um, two different, not an, easy not an easy weekend, two different styles of play completely between these two teams. So opportunities yeah. abound here. Uh, hopefully the Phantoms can turn it around and uh, and figure some things out. Thanks for making us your first listen today. Uh, tomorrow on the show, we, of course, will recap the game against Tampa and get into our mailbag. So send those questions in via Twitter at LockedOnFlyers. Email us at LockedOnFlyers at Gmail or comment over on our YouTube channel. I am Rachel. I'm on the app formerly known as Twitter at Miriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Have a great day, everyone.